Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to the Raw Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dadly Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamlet and Michael Sidgwick, here to review everything that happened on last night's episode of... But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Raw, but also SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT Dubai. Oh! AW Dynamite, AW Collision, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick to review last night's Raw and some major developments on the road to Money in the Bank. Oh, yeah. I was uh, dealt quite a big surprise on this week's show, and that is that the uh, cerebral assassin Paul Levesque is not a perfect booker. What? I know. I didn't know it until this week. Well, it turns out Triple H, check this, has uh, got some drab crap in his locker because <laughs> this Raw missed by a mile for me. I love the main event, but then I love the main event last week and I remember liking the show more. Um, on a morning in the What Culture office, a little bit sort of behind the scenes, it's normally Murray that's first in and then I get in and then we have a little bit of a chat about Raw. He's typically not that high on Monday Night Raw. He's not his favourite type of wrestling, but it reminds me that like I think I want to like this and I do enjoy it sometimes because I was like... That was rubbish last night. It was absolutely rubbish. I was like, yeah, but like, isn't it mostly always rubbish? <laughs> I was like, no, like, when I come in and say I like it, it's because I've genuinely enjoyed it. I thought this was so dull. Um, I really, I'm, I can't take these crowds anymore. <laughs> like, I cannot. Oh, it's wild, isn't I it? I cannot take these crowds. It's too annoying. They're offensively quiet. Like, it's one thing to, like, loads of this shows bland WWE garbage. I'm not begging fans to react to that. Give them more in the main event. Yeah, how I like I, I know this. I understand this now that you're there for the promos, you're there for the entrances and whatever it is that you like. But do something else. It's like when they came back. Spend from the your sec- money somewhere else. It's like when they came back from the second break, they just remembered WWE. In. Like yeah. it or leave it. <laughs> like it or leave it. But like I like I'll I keep going back to this example of the people when me and Sid were there for the Rampage Ring of Honor Dynamite Deluxe for the people <laughs> that just turned up for Dynamite and then left immediately after it finished. Smart guys, but. At least they know what they're there for, and they're going to really engage with what they've paid to see and then leave, rather than just do what we did and try and find some emotion for Rampage and Ring of Honor. Like, don't don't go raw. The tickets aren't cheap. They hijacked one of the segments. The tickets aren't. There's one guy, there is one guy who has, like, found the protest vote that we long thought was dead, and it is clearly because in LA night, yeah, he's becoming this strange tug of war guy between Vince McMahon and Triple H. Beyond that, pl- please don't go to the shows. Like, I'd rather see empty seats and have people be like, ah, yeah, this is really quiet because those empty seats reflect a product that is sometimes boring rather than these WrestleTix tweets where you're like, oh, it's another sellout, no comps. I know noise either. <laughs> it's so weird. 
This is so boring. This is the kind of show that creates no discussion or engagement or volume, and it just exists. And uh, if you want to be pedantic about it, yes, some of the action is quote-unquote good, mechanically very nice. The main event was really well done, like great work, great craft. Um, but my goodness, this is the kind of show that I have become convinced has made the pro wrestling fandom online insane. <laughs> now, other people will point out to me, have you dipped your toes into any other fandom, any other kind of Twitter? Football Twitter is mental. These are brainwashed people who blindly worship people and institutions, irrespective of what those people and institutions do because it forms part of their identity for some reason. But the, the thing I hate about football Twitter is even if you make a really interesting, nuanced point about whoever it may be, Man City, Newcastle, doesn't matter, the Premier League, certain players, the top response is always, <laughs> cry more. What? How's that, uh, how's that just, an interesting debate? Just that's Uso's better in our world. Yeah, it? it's, better. yeah it's just such babyish behaviour. But I'm convinced there are certain things that, um, occur in the discourse, and you're thinking, how is this a talking point? <laughs> I don't understand how this is a talking point. There are certain things that happen, like Vikingo. I can understand why this is a talking point, because people want to bury everything AEW does. People, with more relish, want to quote-tweet those people to say, actually, your point's stupid. Aren't I clever? Because they just are obsessed with the engagement. I can understand vaguely why that thing happens. There are certain talking points, and I can't remember one off the top of my head, which is ironic because there's been a million, where I'm thinking, how is this even being talked about? <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. And I'm convinced that if the market leader wasn't so staggeringly dull week to week and was a, produced a good newsworthy show, the online fandom of wrestling would not be quite as deranged as it is because there's nothing to talk about here. I'm sh We do stupid voices and detours into this bizarre pastiche of teenage innuendo <laughs> and anything that isn't a nice analytical breakdown of a match or wild takes on where this could go next or like, out out of actual substance connected to the show we've watched because it generates such little interest. And that's not me, biased AEW shill, saying that. Listen to these crowds. I think one of the biggest differences between Triple, other than, the, I would say, the quality of the pay-per-views for the most part, I don't think some of them have been perfect and he's got this match length hard on, but I generally yeah. think pay-per-views have been pretty strong under Triple H. Yeah, 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 I would agree with that. Like, and that is in keeping with his NXT booking, if you remember as well. Like, the, your whole thing about, well, this month I'm definitely going to watch NXT because that takeover <laughs> kicked ass yeah. three months later. This month I'm yeah. definitely, you know, you could do that with WWE's main roster at the moment. My big take, because to Cedric's point about, like, what you can and can't analyse from a raw I'm more engaged, I would say, than Sage on your average Raw on SmackDown. So there will maybe be three or four characters that I'm interested in. And it's no longer, Bailey's a good example. It's no longer, I really like Bailey, so I'm just going to engage with her as if she almost doesn't exist within the storylines. What's she doing at work today? That's how I'll enjoy Bailey in WWE. Now, there's probably four or five characters that are, four or five is probably generous, two or three that I can actually say their storylines, their directions are things I'm interested in. That's two or three more than Vince. It, it was reached point where it was zero. There is absolutely nobody that you're permitted to engage with, that you're 
if you like them, tough tits because you won't next week because I'm going to bury them. Like the whole thing that you've manifested in your head because it makes even a, a little bit of sense is going to be killed. I think there's now two or three. That's not enough. And I think like I think that's probably where like me and Sage can meet in the middle a little bit with something like WWE because that lack of conversation is of the fact that two or three two or three people that I like as somebody that's quite kind to WWE still isn't enough to generate loads of conversation and like discussion and debate because it's not really up for debate. It's like, well, I like what Finn Balor's up to. I'm, I'm kind of interested in where that's going with Damian Priest. It's two segments in three hours. Like, how is that? Like, you thought you'd need a segment of the year promo for that to leap out of Monday Night Raw and become the biggest talking point of the week. It's the same thing as the match thing. Same like, right, w- was it a good match? Yes. Was it a great match? Possibly. Are you going to remember it in seven days? No. Well, and I'm sorry, it just can't be counted as this like, Quiet little match of the year contender. It's happening in WWE with characters as well. Like, I'm very much of the opinion that Cody is just too Cody for this character to die and fail. And yet, when he first appears on screen with that raw background and his new flaming American Nightmare shirt, I'm thinking, oh, you're in. You're stuck. You're in the molasses. And then he talks his way back out of it. Like, I don't think he can be stopped. I just think that's force of Cody. Yeah, well, they booked him against the biggest heel in all of wrestling right now. So that makes sense. Does help. But, like, generally speaking, there's, like, here he is wrestling, wrestling Mike the Miz, right? And it's but just, like, force of Cody will find a way out of this and onto the next one. But when you first see him against that raw backdrop, it's like, well, it's a good job that you can open your mouth and yeah. talk people back into the buildings because that is a grim, grim sight. And there's plenty of wrestlers that aren't Cody Rhodes. Well, let's get into it on uh, this week's episode then. The uh, show opened with uh, Rhea Ripley coming out. Postman Pierce introduced her as, as the new Women's World Champion. I'm definitely going to get this confused with the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship, whatever that's being called now. So what are the two names of the titles? We're going old school brand split for this. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. WWE and World is long story short. Yes, Sort of. Long story on SmackDown was the undisputed women's champion ahead of it being disputed on Monday. Well, Asuka, according to WWE.com, Asuka is the WWE women's champion and Rhea Ripley is the women's world champion. On the belt, it says undisputed. Yeah. Do you think they've just said, oh, copy it for the birds, which is what they've actually said, but then they've taken that so literally that they are now calling it undisputed, even though it's disputed by the reign of... Um, who's the other champion that isn't Asuka? Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley, correct. So that she's disputing the championship. Yeah. Unless he's under, unless they're saying she's undisputed on SmackDown. That's, it doesn't, that doesn't make sense. No. They should probably have a match at Survivor Series on the one night a year. They can oh, yeah. Bring that back. Imagine. Um, Better than War Games. On this. I'm not being funny. It's better than War Games. On this, because Tony Khan gets a lot of grief for this. Daniel Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar was better than any War Games match ever. In WWE. And WCW. I know this is the cliche take. I love 92. I like 92, but it wasn't as good as Bryan and... uh, You know what? No, it wasn't. wasn't. It definitely wasn't. Like, War Games is... uh, Like, War Games might have a ceiling... It's a four and a half star one. Yeah, yeah. Anarchy in the arena is better than more games. Yes, agree. Um, Tony Khan gets pelters for this and should, and WWE don't and should. Like <laughs> Triple H, red carpet for Seth Rollins and his new toy. Even bigger, red and blue. It's Roman Reigns carpet for Roman Reigns' new belt. Adam Pearce, can you get the f- out there and give him these belts, please. It's just abroad. Go on TV for this. <laughs> <laughs> Such a terrible look. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and, and and like and not enough people are talking about it. Gen- like it's not quite what was the um there was a recent AEW one that was pretty egregious. It was like somebody in front of the cursed AEW backdrop. Well done, you won the belt, piss off. Mm. Like it was like three seconds. Oh, was it um Thunder Rosa giving the belt up? Like punk was so, like punk, yeah, fifteen minutes on rampage and Thunder Rosa. All right, out of the way. Like <laughs> anyway, a tournament or something. I don't know, so we'll sort that out next week. <laughs> like do the admin when I can be asked. Like, but this is on par. Like, these are brand new belts. This is like part of Triple H flexing what he's permitted to do by dad in terms of aesthetic changes and, you know, big differences. And it's just like Adam Pierce is a, a nobody that, like, looks on really nervously whenever his phone rings about who he's going to get in trouble with. It's like, who's this? Well done. Anyway, we'll get to the, the men's fight that people actually care about in a second. Because <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Uh, Dominic Mysterio jogging out, jumping around, holding up the belt for a split second yeah. before he puts it around Mammy's waist. Um Cody Rhodes interrupted, though. He said, I've got, look, I've got nothing, nothing but respect for you, Rhea Ripley. I want to talk about Dom, though. And he showed the footage of him getting slapped by Dom last week. Uh, he says, look, I wish we were here hearing Brock Lesnar accept my challenge, but he ain't got the goddamn what. Uh, instead, I'm here to challenge you to a match at Money in the Bank, Dominic Mysterio. Uh, Dom says, I'm not afraid of anyone in the world, again, getting booed out of the building. A little bit sweetening. Um, he said he's going to embarrass Cody just like uh, he would anyone else. Crowd chants, you suck. Uh, Ripley says, her Latino heat is more of a man than anyone in the arena and certainly more of a man than uh, Cody Rhodes. So Cody's like, so is, is that a yes? But before he can get a yes, Miz tries to jump him. Cody, eyes in the back of his head, turns around, clobbers him. That allows Dom to get in another cheap shot. He bails, and as they're walking up the ramp, Rhea says, I'll see you at the money in the bank. So that's the match. Like a 10 out of 10 no notes build for me, this. It is, like, I can't wait to see Cody <sighs> treat this match like a squash. One of the hottest pay-per-view match squashes you're ever likely to watch, but I can't wait to get to see him do it before this fantasy booking that I'm determined at talking to being a reality of Rhea Ripley being the only reason Dominic gets the advantage and Brandy making the save. Yes. The big stick or something. Like, it's, this is spot on. This is absolutely spot on. They are orchestrating ways in which Cody believably keeps getting sucker punched without looking stupid. That's what you're supposed to do with baby faces. How many times over the years would a WWE baby face just let this happen to them? Mm-hmm. And then, like... And then look up and, like, chuckle. And next time, pal, like, this is annoying. It's a good job that he's got agency because there was a fairly egregious Triple H does not know how to book babyfaces <laughs> moment later on in the show. Mm. Uh, then we got that egregious, though, because I hate Matt Riddle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cody Rhodes versus The Miz came next, but, of course, this version of The Miz can goo. Um, Rhodes is wrestling with his arm in a cast, uh, but Miz obviously targets that. He sends him... Arm first into the steel steps. Rhodes eventually fights back. Side effect, clothesline, power slam, disaster kick for a two count. Miz targets the leg, hits the uh, world-famous it kicks, hits a DDT for two. Uh, but then Rhodes blocked the skull-crushing finale. Here, Cody Cutter. Crossroads, one, two, three. Like, way better than the first one. I know that was a low bar to clear. And smart. Fed. Smart for the... Uh, <laughs> s- smart of them to put this on after the promo so the fans are still excited from all the talking because they stayed hot for the duration of this film. Yeah. And that's like a credit to Cody as well, obviously. And, 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 yeah, and yeah, yeah. And uh, right. you know, he's got a legs, two-time Grand Slam winner, I've heard. So, like, not much more <laughs> to on, it. let me check his week. <laughs> not much more to it than that, but I, I genuinely love watching Cody do this kind of baby face stuff. I, lo- I love... It's, I use Brett as the example. I remember, like, Hangman Page would do it as champion sometimes. Just go out there and be a babyface and win a wrestling match. A wrestler turned up to work today and wants to be the best one and is a good one. And I love that. I like, like that. Sometimes the simple stuff is the best. I like that in principle, but there's uh, Cody's got his tricks. Every wrestler has their tricks. 
Cody has a trick where he fires up and rolls. It's just one of his things. I don't buy that he would need to fire up against the Miz. He went to that place. (laughs) It's just you don't need to summon all of the wherewithal left in your injured body to beat the Miz on Raw. I just don't believe it. Part of his shtick kind of has to do it now. He knows he's going to get a reaction from doing it. Why would he not do it? Um... I just don't buy that. I just don't think you should do that in every single match. Do you, you know how Cody's like secretly great patter? A classic being the elite role. Oh, he's so funny. He's just, such a funny bloke. Do you think he's comfy enough back in WWE or like he's kind of gotten over a little bit of professional um, disappointment at WrestleMania that like he's reached the point where he's like got enough friends again that he's starting to neg people? That's pretty noisy out there tonight, guys. See what you can do. <laughs> and then what proceeds is like a really quiet roar. Where, where's they all gone? Because they were pretty loud for me. I don't think he could change that yeah. about him. He's the best jock in the world. Yeah. Um, like, there's a bit. He's in BTE, which is much better than Raw, so let's talk about it. <laughs> when he's, like, there's this weird bit where he's in a private party with private party. They're like, okay. I love this one. Does that kind of joke on BTE, and there's a line and it's like, oh, like the sort of the undercard heel just like can't get in. Like one of them tries to get in and goes, like, get the f*** out of here, you can't come in. <laughs> it's just so violently aggressive. The uber jock is the best. <laughs> they do the sitcom bit as well, don't they? Where like, he's not going to go in, but then like the door creaks open a little bit and you see Cody like partying. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Uh, mouth wide open, having the time of his life. He just like, this was like the gentler. Like, Sean's really angry 1996. Follow that, motherfuckers! <laughs> like, he just goes backstage like, hard crowd, don't kill it. <laughs> See you later. Heads for the showers. Don't see him again. Gets back on his bus and leaves. Uh, so we get <laughs> Becky Lynch versus Chelsea. She's getting annoyed by the swearing. Chelsea Green. It's one, two, three, <laughs> four, five so far. No 17 more. minutes in. No more. No more. No more? I'm not promising anything. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to hold you to that. Um, so Becky Lynch has got Chelsea Green beforehand, though. She comes out to cut a promo. Yeah. Says, I've been lucky to do a lot of things in my career, but winning the Money in the Bank ladder match has eluded me. I've got a good feeling about this year, though. Um, we've all been conditioned to believe that the best person in the world is the best person. Is, the best person is the person who holds the world championship. Um, but the irony is the person who holds that briefcase holds all the power. Um, the power to make the champion scared and scared people do dangerous things. Uh, and she likes it when people do dangerous things because it makes her better. You don't have to look any further than Trish Stratus, as an example, who was so scared she got herself an insurance policy in Zoe Stark. This, of course, brings She's out... a rival. This brings out Zoe Stark. Um, she says, look, Becky, you've got a lot of accomplishments, but you'll never be able to say you beat Trish Stratus uh, and losing to me at Money in the Bank will be your next failure. Um... Lynch says, I know you're a pit bull, but you've got no personality. Uh, Stark said, uh, well, uh, why don't you look in the mirror, actually? So, um, you know, you don't wear your glasses on Soccer Saturday, Jeff. So, <laughs> the only reason uh, you got popular is someone else broke your face. Uh, you're desperate to hold on to your fame. You're trying to use Trish Stratus to stay relevant, and I'll break your face again at Money in the Bank and make, uh, make you famous. Here comes Chelsea Green and Sonia Deville. And uh, they basically explain why Sonia lost last week. And Lynch cuts him off and just goes, get in the fucking ring. The good version of this was bad, right? But this was not the good version of this. So terrible. Stumbling all over. Desperate to do the usual, like, right, I'm going to insert a nickname now. So we've, well, we've been calling you out all along. And it's Pitbull. Who 
there hasn't been a frigging pit bull in WWE in the last like twenty years. That's like a Vinceism, isn't it? Like you got a pit bull energy. Yeah, AJ Styles. You're under, you're, in, you're under six foot. That yeah. was his euphemism. Yes. Like so, I just that usual. Do you think Vince I, was like, like, I somehow like you, despite the fact that you are under six foot one. <laughs> pit bull. That was just his thing. Do you think, what do you think he felt when he actually met Pitbull? He's like, what? You <laughs> named Pitbull? He probably didn't want to use him for the WrestleMania thing. I, I mean, I like you, but you're off, you're off the show. Uh, aye, this was a, a bad version of Flo a bad... Rider, that's also the name of a state. Got it. Let's build more. Make sure you mention that, though. People won't get it. You need to explain that for him. Build more expensive gyms there. Uh, you do flows because you're a rapper. Ah, yeah, that works as well. This is rubbish. This, this is, this is so trash. bad. There were various points when they're doing the back and forth and Zoe Stark's talking and I'm not being funny. I've got no idea what she was actually saying. We saw this on NXT, mm-hmm. which is a system that is meant to teach people this. And if they can't be taught, WWE is a star promotion factory. That's what it is. That does wrestling that they should recognize who can and can't do various things. What Zoe Stark can do is really impressive. What she can't do is embarrassing. Let's face it, that's the word. It's embarrassing. Can she not be promoted in in an adequate and not cringeworthy way that plays to her strengths? Who isn't that great at promo as well? Tony Storm. She never gets a live mic on Dynamite, but... She's done sit-down interviews where she can be the composed champion. Great in that press conference as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. Live mic, not really something she excels with. Why can't they change their format just a little bit (laughs) so that people are um, able to get over? Like, it's not just... Any example, it's the example. Like she should just do a pre-tape. What happened the last time Becky Lynch had blood all over her face? Right, it was a star-making moment for her, and they got a month out of Nijax, like basically blowing the, in her own knuckles for like just because, like so good. And she was useless still. It's Nijax, but like she had that. Zoe Stark hits hard anyway. That's part of her appeal. And could they not have like Nikki Cross isn't doing much, but she's a baby face because she's like trying to I don't know recruit. Candice, or whatever we were last up to with that, just have a, like, break a nose, bloody her up. It can be fake, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But, like, just have a bloody her up. Oh, that's happened. We make the best of that now. And Becky Lynch, like, respects her because she's broke her face, but she knows she can beat her, and then there's a story. Not, right, you need to mention Pitbull. You need to put, like, is this scripted or not? Becky Lynch, has she earned enough respect now to go out there and not follow the script word for word? Because if she did, she just lost it here because the message was... Aye, the belts are good, but now you've got to make it seem like the case is as good as the belt because you're not fighting for the belt, you're fighting for the case. And she balls it up. I, I couldn't tell if this was her struggling to follow a script or her it being was. given agency and blowing the moment. She struggled to follow the script. We've been here before. Ugh. Yeah, I think you can tell, can't you? Because they, they I felt sorry to, for her. Yeah, yeah, they have to try and trace their way back to where they were in the script, whereas someone else would just be like, well, what I'm trying to say here is, da-da-da. They always have to try and work back to where was I in that? Like third, third sentence in, and then I have to say this and hit this note, and then say Zoe Stark, and then Zoe Stark's musical hit, and then she'll come out, and that's why. That's why she got flustered, and it's ridiculous that she's been. I'm not going to read a Wikipedia, but a multiple time world champion, one of the biggest stars in the industry, main event at WrestleMania, 
and they're still like, right, but read this verbatim, and if you get it wrong... Stark, who was the, uh, the bad one here. But I mean, by Becky getting flustered and the fact she doesn't have that agency to be like, clearly Zoe's struggling here, I'll just step in. Yeah, I just It makes me sad to think about, like, say, call time is midday or something, and then, like, every wrestler is given their piece of paper, and it's just finding an empty corridor to pace back and forth and try and remember your lines, and that's your day. Actually, that's a pretty There's sad always visual. The, the anxiety as well of this might be pointless if yeah. I get changed. Yeah, I might uh, be wasting my goddamn time here. Yeah, it's cooking though. Becky Lynch. Power is back. Becky Lynch <laughs> versus Chelsea Green. Look, Becky Lynch obviously dominated for the most part. Sonia Deville distracted her at one point to allow Green to take over, but Lynch just hoid her into the barricade. Uh, and she won with a disarmer um, uh, seconds after reversing a roll up, and Chelsea Green tapped out. Here's something for you. Was this a bit of a. Uh... This is total conspiracy. I might be absolutely way off the mark here. Was that spot improvised? It's not a receipt, but a... You know when some veterans can just say, calm down, or you're not doing what I want, so I'm going to do something worked with a little bit of oomph. Jericho Shane McMahon. Yeah, to teach you a lesson. Because Chelsea Green has got this ability to, like, not bump. She did that tumble from the top rope spot, and she just... Landing our feet on the apron and then landing our feet again. She does these kind of like rolling lucha bumps, except it's not like a lucha hard ring. It's one of the softest rings in wrestling history. Did Becky Lynch just throw her into the barricade a million times? Like, you, you will bump for me. Here's <laughs> <laughs> what you'll do. I just noticed yeah. the bumping was a little bit uh, non committal throughout until that spot. Yeah, I, that's more observations than I had from this match. I wish they'd like. This one, I, mean, I wish they, I wish they book this division. I wish they book like Becky Lynch had a nose broken. She should be wearing one of those little protective masks, and then Sonya Deville from the outside should try and pull that mask off and punch her in the face. Like here's me doing the. If this was an AEW, this would happen. Like the heels doesn't matter who the heels are. They don't plot because the injury is the point. It doesn't matter. Like any heel is going to say, "Well, I'm targeting that." Like stick a mask on Becky Lynch because she got nose broken on pay for you two weeks ago, and she's got a tiny bit of vulnerability for this three or four minute TV match that makes it have more character than without. And I just he pays no attention to any of this. It's like, well, go and do that. Get that out of the way. I've got some blokes coming up in a bit. Like, there's there's an injury that should be getting sold, and it would put over mm. Zoe Stark as well. Sorry, yeah. and it just doesn't happen. Don't care. Uh, we get a recap of Seth beating Damian Priest last week, uh, and then we're in the back, and Priest, Ripley, and Dom are all in a good mood. And makes sense; they're a, they're a collective, of course. They're in the f***ing judgment day, yeah. and it's where again. He did it. He did it. He's a liar. Of course, he is. He's an absolute liar. <laughs> uh, but Finn's not in a good mood. Uh, he's a bit distracted. Um, Ripley's like, "You're all right, mate." Uh, he says, "Just got a lot on my mind." Uh, actually, he says, I've got a lot on my mind. Um, and Priest says, don't worry, I'll beat Matt Riddle uh, in this Money in the Bank qualifier, but I want to go alone. Balor's not pleased. Problems for the Judgment Day. What have I missed here? Because Balor's in contention for the world title. Is this his problem? I think... He, I think Does he recognise that Priest is mm, slipping away? He, th- he doesn't need him as much anymore. There was that thing last week where Priest... Uh, where Balor ignored Priest, which Priest took, like, in the Seth Rollins match and kind of took that as a bit of a mark of disrespect. You should listen to me, Finn. There's no, like, leader in the judgment, is there? But Finn is clearly now thinking, there is. I'm, I'm, I'm the leader. I'm the boss. Uh, I'm the boss. And obviously, by going for JD McDonough, that is starting to look more like, oh, I'll find somebody that can listen to me. 
and dress like me and talk and walk and act like me. Uh, so maybe he can replace Still David. charisma. Feels like they're going to try and babyface Priest out of this. Maybe. Yeah, I think, I think he's so. getting Good all his opportunities. Priest. Yeah. There was a half-decent development with Priest. We'll get into it imminently. I really enjoyed the match. He faced Matt Riddle in the qualifier for Money in the Bank. Uh, <laughs> I did like the uh, spot. Really good physical chemistry, these two. Mm. Yes. Great spot. <laughs> spot where uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Priest goes to do that that pounce, basically, that he does over the announce desk, and Riddle just moved. So <laughs> so he went flying over top of it. And there was a, uh, was there a nod to Randy Orton? Riddle yelling, stupid, yeah, at him. Yeah. Um, Bless him. He might never come back, but he, Riddle keeps it alive just in case. Yeah. Uh, Riddle hit a German suplex. They go back and forth. Priest cuts him off with a falcon arrow. Uh, Priest charges at Riddle in the corner, but Riddle trapped him in a triangle between the ropes. Uh, Priest comes back with a headlock driver, gets a near fall, goes for a top rope, uh, raises edge, uh, but Riddle slips out and hits an avalanche fisherman suplex for a nice near fall. Um, and then out of nowhere, Priest just grabs Middle off the... Uh, mid- Riddle off the middle rope uh, and hit a razor's edge for the one, two, three, and to qualify for money in the bank. Uh, and then post-match, Matt Riddle hasn't got any friends because Gunther and Ludwig Kaiser come out. Priest squares off with Gunther, first of all. Oh, my God. Yeah, absolute belter and just says, pick the bones, and Gunther just twatted Riddle all over the place and nailed him with a chop for, for beating up Kaiser. And Giovanni Vici. In their defence, Kevin and Sammy didn't never really like Riddle, did they? No. <laughs> well, 50% of them did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I can understand to a degree, but that's just WWE doing terrible WWE things. They're not forgetting that these people have made alignments and associations mm-hmm. and just don't care to follow it through. There's no continuity. It's a, it's a bad, bad company. I thought the match was good, not great. And the, the lack of atmosphere and the lack of just energy, just it's ground me down for a long time. This is a continuation of that. Mixed feelings on this. It's a direction for Damien Priest. This is really quite good. Mm. So he's basically realized that by virtue of getting defeated by Seth Rollins, right, that was my big opportunity. I've kind of blown it. I need a new direction here. And I'm going to turn babyface. Without actually saying this, yes. but I'm going to do things the honourable way, and this is the first step of that, the first phase, where he beats someone cleanly, and his new path reveals itself to him. It's very basic WWE wrestling stuff, but it's good. I wouldn't have had him beat Riddle if Riddle's going for Gunther, because Riddle is so good that if you can just protect him every step of the way, that could be potentially the best and most dramatic Gunther match yet. And think of the ground that covers because yeah. he's done loads. That's the ceiling I have on that match. In spite of my loathing of Matt Riddle, is very, very high indeed. Now they've lowered it because of the fact that they see Riddle as someone who can facilitate somebody else's rise to the top. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. They were beating Riddle a lot in the bloodline, Sammy and Kevin stuff as well. He was always the go-to guy to get pinned. Um, but they've Triple H genuinely believes after the curtain call in 1996, he was buried for six years when in reality it was less than six months. He really believes that. Like things I had to fight through, man. Like uh, they made me lose to Justin Hawk Bradshaw once on Superstars. It was terrible. Then I won the Intercontinental title. Uh, that was within three months, wasn't it? it really short, really short. It was a non-burial. But like he really believes that happened. So he's putting Riddle through that now, despite the fact that Riddle's talent and like I'm. Yeah, it's mixed on Riddle, but like his talent is kind of undeniable and yeah. he will work his way back up to wherever he was before because matches, like I'm with Sidgwick, this was good, not great, possibly better in front of a hotter crowd, but this was like Riddle just doing the basics. He's got so many levels to his work. 
Um, and I just think, like, he will lose to Gunther and you won't have that feeling of, oh, he's going to get it done, but you will get it in the match. And Triple H is like, I know you're good enough. I'm going to keep beating you as a way to serve the punishment. But at some point, you're going to turn this around and the match quality will have made it seem like you've been back on this journey or whatever. So I think I think they think they're serving every master there, even though I'm with Sajan, does impact the drama in ways they refuse to acknowledge. Priest, I love the finish. Uh, it was opportunistic, but not in a heelish way. Like Priest was wrestling smart and mm. saw the opportunity to clasp that razor's edge rather than doing the overdramatic setup because Riddle's a really hard opponent to beat. Um, I also love that, uh, like a nice thing about all of these stables and collectives that like Triple H has spotted is a really smart way to do things. I wonder where he saw that idea. Like with Imperium now, that's inadvertently, Damien Priest is dragging the Judgment Day into Imperium's business, which Finn Balor won't like. And who's going to help Damien Priest in a fight out of that group? Rhea Ripley, maybe, mm. because Finn presumably won't when the time comes. Dominic's Dominic, and Damien Priest is going to have to do a lot of that on his own. That's a cool babyface move because Imperium are these like unstoppable. Well, Gunther is an unstoppable heel, yeah. and Imperium are his buddies. So, like, I quite like that as a direction too. It will be more than just this face-off. Yes, which one would think. So uh, there was a lot to like here, but I just wish the crowds were actual human beings. <laughs> what did he say? Thunderdome made flesh. A Thunderdome made flesh. It's just it, I. I, I can't reconcile what I'm watching sometimes with these crowds. There's so many of them in there. I know. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Uh, Kathy Kelly interviews Cody Rhodes backstage uh, and he says that uh, Dom's getting gassed up by Ripley in the Judgment Day and that's going to get him hurt. Um, I've got problems. Brock won't show up. Dom won't go away. Uh, look, I'm not naive. The day I lost in April, I knew every eye was going to be on me. Will I quit? Will I walk away? Um, you know, when he loses his mind when he comes out and everyone else loses their mind. Sing his song. Every second on this path to finishing the story uh, Brock, Dominic, none of them are going to knock me off this path. And then he says, good luck, Dom Dom, for the match at Money in the Bank, of course. I thought this was absolutely fantastic. Um, I was never, I couldn't get on with Cody in the early days at all. And then the TNT title run, you won me around. I was like, you are undeniable. I refuse to deny you anymore. 
and Sidgwick's uh, Kingdom Judas thing, if Cody, I'm not saying if Cody had the belt, the typical rant sort of thing, but if and when Cody gets the belt, this is the kind of promo where I'm like, Kingdom, 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 Kingdom. Like, this was so great. Mm. How he rationalised everything he's thought about since WrestleMania, talking about it like like a real person would. I have to get over this, and I can't get over it by just pretending it didn't happen. That's what everybody else does in WWE, but I'm not everybody else. Yeah. I'm Cody Rhodes. I He put over Dominic while burying him because that's important to the match. Like, putting him over is the traditional thing, but you got to bury him for this match to really make sense. Yes. And he did both, and he still reminded you that Brock Lesnar is the target, but also the WWE title is the target. This character's got so much integrity, he cannot be stopped. He's got I, an interior life. Yeah. He exists beyond WWE's stupid approach to continuity. There you go. So you just let it play out. Uh, Byron Saxton. That's not what either of us said. Well, yeah, you said it would be cliched if he'd won the title, basically. A long story short, WrestleMania 39. Uh, Byron Saxton interviews Natalia. Um, you don't get exhausted by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the post that Victor I've posted on Twitter? Clearly not. I'm just getting started. <laughs> Uh, he chats to Natalia. Uh, he says, you haven't been the same since losing to Ripley. And I thought, really? Um, she said, maybe that's not a bad thing, considering uh, being me hasn't worked out well lately. I don't know how how long does lately count for. Um, she might not even know us, how to be herself anymore. And she marched off and I went, uh, Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn, do you want to talk about that? Or do you not care like me? Because I could not give a toss about this storyline. I just don't understand why I'm routinely told to care about Natalia over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah, like one great match in her life, and she's meant to be the one who has the great matches, and Natalia's meant to be in great form. I'll be nice about Natalia. I have heard, I'm reliably informed that she was there banter on Total Divas or something. Like I just don't care. I I am with Wilborn. It's this insistence on making her this absolute gatekeeper of all gatekeepers. One of the very best. And if you beat Natalia, God, put some shades on because your future's looking bright. <laughs> it's a load of shit. It's a load of absolute shit. And I don't like having my intelligence insulted. And I don't like being bored. So that's a double whammy. <laughs> She's a female big show, isn't she? Uh, yeah. I never know if she's face or heel, and I couldn't care less. That's it. And Triple H has lost the credit in the bank here, because this is the sort of thing where, at one point, you might have been like, well, everyone's getting some character development now, and I wonder where that's going to go. And then next week, she's going to be in the background talking to MVP, or something like that. And yeah. you're going to, there it is. See, she said there was going to be some changes, and then it's going to be dropped cold, yeah, or yeah. it's never going to matter, or it's going to be something that develops on main event, or something like that. <laughs> so I, at this point, I don't think... You can, like, Natalia's biggest fans will be over the moon with this, but I'm not one of them. So let's, let's just let's just not see where this goes. She's going to go to NXT, isn't she? Oh, yeah, that'll do. She'll drop down there, ruin all our fun. But again, though, this is the, Seth Rollins defending the title, one thing. Baron Corbin competing for a title is something because it puts over NXT oh, as a brand. Yes, Nick Khan's strategy is to drive viewers <laughs> to NXT, <laughs> yeah. not Natalia. Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn. Boring, isn't she? Uh, Baron like yeah. me. He was oh, thank God someone else is here. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn. Uh, let's interview them. Uh, uh, they're looking forward to getting payback on Gunther after Kevin Owens came so close last week. Uh, and Saxon sees Imperium coming and as anyone else would, bails. Uh, and Kaiser reminds him that uh, it doesn't matter how close you came, you still lost to Gunther. Uh, and Zayn tries to get ahead of the pitching a fit of Kevin Owens. Calm down. Um, he says it took three of you to, to beat Kevin Owens last week. Where's the uh, Where's the third one? Where's Baldy? 
Uh, Pierce showed up and he's like, Summer down. Uh, I don't know what that was. Uh, <laughs> and Kaiser says, put bloody tag tiles on the line tonight. Owen's pictures are fit, of course, except he says, I need to change my t shirt and shorts into a different t shirt and shorts now. It, only he can get away with this sort of thing. Um, and Zane very confidently reminds them, we're still the undisputed tag team champions. Gunther tells Postman Pierce. Not right for once. Gunther tells uh, Postman Pierce to make the title match official. Pierce says, I'll think about it. I figured out during this promo specifically why I'm okay with Kevin Owens doing what typically I would hate on any wrestling show about. Like, it's an awful thing. Well, we're going to acknowledge it, so that makes it fine. It's because I'm biased. Like, Kevin Owens is so great in his delivery of these, like, just nonsense tantrums over something that every single wrestler should have been booting off about for 20 years. That It's like, it's because I love you, Kevin Owens. Yes. And you alone. That T-shirt, well, that's his best yet. Like, I'm in my T-shirts and shorts. I need to get into my gear. That's fantastic. And anyway, like, is it even gay? Because, I, like, I think it was probably CM Punk that said, you can't main event at WrestleMania in shorts and T-shirts. So, <laughs> does it even count as wrestling gay? <laughs> Punker. Uh, yeah, but great. I love the, I love the collision week. I love the punker, but he had to take an L for that one. Jesus Christ. I remember this is the nerdiest, most mark confession. The week of the first dance, every time his name was mentioned and we were previewing it and talking about it, I'd have my little fingers crossed that you know, he doesn't catch the global bastard. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because that was like, imagine if I was like, oh, he can't actually come. Uh, give it a week. <laughs> now I couldn't care less. Welcome to the first dance preview. Cedric, what are you hoping for? That he isolates. Yes. <laughs> I could not care less. Oh, I could care loads. But I just, I still think it's really funny that, like, Owen's got you that shot and against Austin. Care, but you can also acknowledge at the same time that it's not hot or anticipated no. or. It... Punk's job this time around is to make it hot rather than it already be hot for his yeah, presence. Yeah. Like, this is a, like the test of what people that back him, I include myself in that, say, right, what does he actually bring? make this hot because this thing that it, you, like AEW have assumed a lot as well like as a rollout it's been pretty shoddy like we'll see what Dynamite brings for that as well like it's going to be weird to have Excalibur switching out the Rampage rundown Ooh, for a collision yeah. one like they're going to have to build a card they're going to have to tell you that this is coming and this yeah, is coming yeah. I was going to say you wanted to say it for the Dynamite preview but I've like got a take as well I want to get it out <laughs> no, let's talk about the proper show uh, oh, Jinder Mahal says Indershare are not satisfied with their, their beat Sean Benjamin had said that's perfect time. That was great, was it? Former WWE champions, been on. Sean Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. Uh, we're still standing. I'm fairly certain Cedric wasn't. They did an injury storyline. But regardless, let's have, an, let's have another bare knuckle fight then. Uh, and then we got Bronson Reed. Skip. Skip. Enough all that. I know you've got something to say about this. We'll get back to it. Enough of all that. It's now time for this. It's short. It's crap. It's wrestling related. The five-star review review. Nailed it. <sighs> I realised I forgot to give the result, but I can't remember. And it doesn't matter. It's a DQ. Uh, anyway. I can't even remember which configure. It was Ricochet and Bronson Reed. Yeah. Yes. And I think Ricochet lost by DQ. There you go. Yeah. Just Mrs. was very happy about shouting about on, on announcements. There's only other thing I noticed. Uh, Ricochet lost! Wins and losses matter around here. Yeah. Uh, we'll get back to that. Anyway, um, if you want to suggest something short, crap, and wrestling related for us to review instead of a 
Well, usually Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura, Bronson Rude, DQ every <laughs> single week. Uh, you can either do so on Apple Podcasts, uh, leave us a five-star rating on there, or leave us a five-star rating on Spotify, screenshot it. We need the proof. And then email it to me, adam.wilborn at whatculture.com. Just like Connor Payne, who writes, Hello, Adam Dadleys and everyone at What Culture. It, on June 17th, it is my older brother's birthday. Um, happy birthday. Happy birthday. His name is Nathan. His Twitter is NC Payne. And I believe you and the crew have had many messages and interactions, mostly about football rather than wrestling. And I thought I'd do something special for him to celebrate. And I wondered if you guys could help, as well as him becoming 26. Ugh. Oh, that was good. <laughs> 26 was good. Him and his girlfriend uh, have just bought their first house together. Congratulations. Uh, oh, yeah. Huge congratulations. Amazing. And 26 to get on the old uh, property ladder. That's it. Nathan from memory is a Man City fan. He's having a good month. Good month. Yeah. Uh, to celebrate this, could you please review a birthday-themed segment? Uh, I know how much you all believe trips... Hang on. <laughs> I know how much you all believe that trips is the goat of patter. And I mean... <laughs> Folks, where's the lie? And that Sean is just levels above Brett. All jokes aside... <laughs> I thought Sid was going to put the table through with that pen there. That arm got so high. A uh, quick message to say is that I've been a listener for seven years. Oh, my God. Amazing. I speak for all the mega fans to say you guys are bloody brilliant. You've helped me through some of the best of times and some of the worst of times. Um especially, and for that, I thank you. Me and my brother are attending All In at Wembley, and if the Dadleys ever run out of pints, there will be more than a few on offer from us. Be careful with that offer, because those Wembley pints uh, ain't cheap. Not $2 beers. <laughs> no, they're not they $2, not $2 beers. beers, but well, I'll still you. have them, <laughs> Yeah, obviously. Uh, thanks again. I'll have, a, I'll have a 20 quid double, double pint, double and they pint. sell those giant mugs of beer. Uh... He also, oh, I want to mention that he, because he, he sent me the five-star review, but he also sent a lovely message, um, which I'll tell you about in the office. But he also said, good luck with the child, Adam. The baby is super lucky to have a father like you, bringing them unlimited laughs. And, and along with keeping my fingers crossed for Man City to make it four in a row next year, I'll also keep an eye on Newcastle's Champions League run, Sunderland's return to the big leagues, and of course, Chesterfield coming back to the Football League. Oh. A nice message. A lovely message. Yeah, thank, thank you very you. much for it. Um, so we selected... 20% of me wants us to win the Champions League. The Rock's birthday from, what was this, 2011? 2011. What was going on then, Michael Hamflet? This, pretty much. Like, Punk in the uh, pipe bam had uh, talked about how Dwayne was best at kissing Vince McMahon's ass. But, pretty good ass <laughs> but Vince was pretty good at kissing Dwayne's ass because those rock dates piled up out of nowhere. So I'm getting a lot of rock. This is pretty cool. And he's going to work a WWE title match down the road. Not when you come back from the seaside. <laughs> <laughs> what is it you know at this point? I'm at Michael Hamlet on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. He's Sidgwick. <laughs> out of there. It's getting, <laughs> it's getting worse. Of, like... Holiday Wilborn. <laughs> she stuck with me for a week. Um, aye. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was so much rock um, that Vince McMahon didn't know what to do with it. He'd gone years without him, and it was like, anything? Like, a match? Like, he'll, he'll do something. <laughs> it's a yeah. rock. 
I'm thinking birthday stuff. You know, these terrible parties we throw, we'll keep him there. And then at the end, we'll bring him out. Like him and Vince on the ramp in the minute, and they kind of just looked at each other with a long... The invisible wall was penetrated by their loving looks at each other. And there's that meme that you still see to this day where the rock's like, look, you're serious. And then it turns into a smile. I love you, Vince. I love you too, Dwayne. Happy birthday. Drop some balloons. Was it the same shirt that he beat up Michael Cole? Probably. There's a lot of that. There was, yeah, n- there was yeah. nothing that meant out. Obviously, Cole <laughs> just, just won at this, WrestleMania. This whole thing was like, yeah, we've seen her in a year. Can't wait. It's like, yeah, but it doesn't just have to be that. <laughs> like, he's here all the time. And instead, you got birthdays and stuff. Terrible. Um, so anyway, the uh, the Rock is uh, yeah backstage. Big party going on. Just loads of random you know people back there just pretending to talk. <laughs> Whilst uh, we see what's happening in the front of us. Lots of uh, normal drink getting <laughs> down it, down it. Get me another normal drink. <laughs> He's chatting, though, uh, Michael Havlan. I need your help with this, actually. He's chatting to new world heavyweight champion, Christian. Uh, he <sighs> says, I was watching last night on Emotional Match. What an incredible achievement. I'm proud of you, Christian. What happened uh, What happened next there, Ham? 24 hours later, he lost the world title to Randy in Orton. Yesterday, there was a thing on Twitter saying, what wrestling thing like, enraged you the most from like, one of them engagement accounts? And I was just too mellow to think about it. And then this popped back at me this morning. Randy Orton winning that title, 48 hours, just felt like a piss take. As Edge was injured. That was it, wasn't it? Yeah, it, t- it took Edge getting injured and having to retire for Vince to be like, all right, take the blue dot off his face and put the belt around his waist. Fine, he can have, he can have it, I suppose. And then he gets to the next town on a Tuesday night. I think we appear to have built a sports entertainer from the ground up. Can we get it off Ugo Christian, please? I can't remember what my thing that pissed me off the most is because I'm so this. calloused to it all. <laughs> yeah. Such a Christian guy. Like I it's, remember. it's not just not being in, like, I, I like Edge enough, but real ones new in 2000 when Christian got those glasses that went over the top of his head that was like, be a Christian guy now. Mm. Christian won't stay wrong. And Edge has done that quite a few times, and Christian never has. And I think that's why Vince picked on him. I just remember being so, still so naive to, to well, uh, this business that I thought I'd sort of half heard the reports, and I was sort of in and out of, of wrestling at the time. And I thought that can't be true because they haven't announced a, a title match for for uh, this week. So where are they going to just throw a title match together out of nowhere? That doesn't happen. What are you like thinking, <laughs> young me? People defend it. I'm, I'm low on these matches, but I feel like me and Sidious discussed this before, and you quite like at least one of them. A lot of this was to facilitate the Christian heel turn, a role at which he does suit really well. Um, and obviously oh, he's in Randy Orton's face. That was the best. Summer series of Randy Orton that is like, critically acclaimed. But Orton wins the belt, and then Christian's got to be babyface for a few weeks and just be fine about it. And then like it's it's in this very mini run with the both faces when Orton does like the, the toe-touch leapfrog celebration. Oh, yeah. And that pissed me off more because I was like, no, Christian's the one with Patter, and now yeah. everybody's saying Randy Orton's got Patter because he did one, one funny thing once in ten years. It's Orton's usual pass. It's like uh, uh, Orton's goated actually because here's these four images. Yeah, they're literally the four things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, like it's been twenty fucking years. Um, and Christian's like, "Hey, it's a good weekend for me. Good weekend for you. Fast Five's huge." Um, Vicky misses her cue again. Uh, so The Rock has to kill 10 seconds going, oh, hiya, Evan Bourne. Great to see you as well, mate. Are you suggesting that this man cannot act? Then we get the whole, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Stax's mum's arrived. Do you better impression of Stax's mum than Stax? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come and do it to me. What? What was Stax in response to that? Okay, mum. <laughs> <laughs> Or stacks later. NXT preview, innit? How do you know? 
Uh, he's texted me already. So okay. He said because he knows it's the last podcast we're going to do. Be number, very serious. Can I have his number? No. How's he going to feel that you were doing? Well, he likes to keep it. But what's weird, Willborn, is that he doesn't like you. No, no, no. It's, it's very. It's all business me. No, and he's like, do the five star review. You said last week, Willborn. Yeah. You said that he listens to all the podcasts on the plane. Yes. So on the plane over today, is he going to hear you taking the piss out of his mom? Well, it depends if he's got Wi-Fi on there, I suppose. But he's got the same plane. Huh? <laughs> Vicky, Vicky Guerrero's there. It's, a, it's brown-haired Dolph Ziggler. It is. Remember oh, that for three weeks? Weird. Three weeks. <laughs> yeah, that blonde, that blonde hair you've got really makes you stand out. Let's get rid of that. <laughs> Let's cut it and uh, dye it brown. Let's make you literally a creator wrestler. You, you called the show off. We're going to take the things away that you can show off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Vicky says, uh, even though everyone forgot my bloody birthday last month, uh, me and uh, Dolph have got you a present. And it's a big wooden cake. Because no one else eats cake because, of course, they don't look at them. Um, and uh, Dolph's like, oh, well, we we know that you you love pie. And he reveals it. And it's not a big, sexy lady, right? It's me, bloody young. And Dolph literally says, ha, 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 she's so old. <laughs> but The Rock... Man of the people says, hey, shut up. I'm actually happy to see May on my birthday. Vicky, his words, not mine. You could lose all that weight, but you'll never be as, you'll never look as good as May Young. Did you guys think you were going to get one over on the rock? It doesn't matter. If you... And he says, thanks. He says, <laughs> thanks, May Young, for coming. It's great to see you. And then he kisses her on the lips whilst looking directly at Dolph Ziggler. Um, and uh, Sidge, I need your help with this next bit. Because yeah, he, he okay. looks at Dolph and he says, The Rock gets more pie in one night than you get in a lifetime. Now, he's looking pretty trim there. So he can't show nah, it. What? Different pie. What's he, what do you mean? You know, I've told you about euphemisms before. Well, yeah, because they said earlier, we know you like pie. Course. And I was like, that's a cake. So that's wrong. It's pastry. Yeah. It's not, it's not, not the right thing. So, what do you mean by pie? Pie. People, like, use it as a word for pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Like for pussy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Um, In a lifetime, I was going to... Google... I've done it already. I know exactly where your brain's gone. Google the... um, What what do the kids call it now? Body count. Mm. The average... um, uh, The median number of sexual partners... That uh, the average man would uh, experience in their lifetime. Okay. Body is that what they call it? Body counts that the kids call it now. That's kind of grim. Count. Oh, they're all cr- grim. The kids. Did you see? Oh, I'll tell you about it after. Ooh. So I googled. Nobody learns the origin of anything, do they? No. Like, oh, body count. That's a fun word. Where's that from? Oh God. Like, yeah. Uh, men on average say they have had five sexual partners over their last, last lifetime. But I also googled how many times do people have sex in their life. And it's 5,778, according to the internet. Sounds something like a, a WWE heel would glow about. I had 5,000 sexes last night. <laughs> so Probably why I lost. I'm <laughs> too tired. So let's go with five. Yeah. So The Rock has sex 35 times a week. Bloody hell. Oh, no, 25 times a week. No, mm-hmm. no seven times five. <laughs> <laughs> seven times five is 35. Yeah, The Rock has... 36 is twice on Sunday, like all the good work. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And if he's like Hulk Hogan flying back, he gets an extra. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he shags actually on the plane. Yeah. So he's shagging in two separate time zones. 
That makes sense because he always says, oh, I'm full. You're like a pig and I'm full. Like bloated on a plane. Why would people ever join the Mile High Club? Yeah. <laughs> I, I know it's like a thing to do. It's actually, it's kind of impossible. You just get kicked off. You would get kicked off plane. So, sus. You're sick. You're tired. Jack and Stax has joined the Mile High Club. We'll ask him. We'll ask him. Yeah. But yeah, yeah um, so basically, <laughs> The Rock is saying here that he gets more pussy in a night than Dolph Ziggler gets in a lifetime. So either The Rock, every single night of his life, has sexual intercourse five times, <laughs> or, or The Rock on one night has sexual intercourse 5,500 <laughs> times. That feels like something he would start like an Instagram cheat day message with. The Rock's going to eat 20 donuts today because he had sex 5,000 times last night. <laughs> Keep grinding. I still got the mana. That's it. Want to wake up at 4 o'clock. You finish having sex 5,000 times at 3. <laughs> it's like that Mark Wahlberg schedule thing. Oh, God. <laughs> it was <laughs> my time with the family. Three minutes. You talking about strokes then? Mm. Or completions? I think it's completions if it's The Rock, isn't it? Is the actual act of center... Sexual intercourse, do you describe it as completion or is it in one out? <laughs> the rock is keeping count. Yeah, of course, it 3 a.m. Get up, 4 a.m. Gym, 5 a.m. 6, 6 o'clock. Breakfast, 7, sex, 7, sex, like 100 strokes. <laughs> <laughs> Swimming, 20 strokes, 8 and o'clock. Just sex, strokes, just my sperms. Anyway, John Cena's here. Sperms. I've got more sperms than anyone. I think that's why the, why the Strokes called the first album "Is This It" because they didn't <laughs> they didn't come. So it was like, "Is this it?" The Strokes. John Cena's here, and he and doesn't wanking like. Yeah. Uh, John Cena's here, and he doesn't understand the concept of gifts. He says, "I've brought you a gift. It's the WWE Championship." And I thought, "Oh my god, he's going to hand it over." And he says, "I've won it, and I'll keep it till WrestleMania 28." And I was like, "Where's the gift, John?" It's earnings. <laughs> yeah. It's not winnings, it's earnings. My hardy fires in. I've got a contract right here. God, tell him to go away. Uh, in this bit, because I can't even <laughs> sanction him. I've got you the when gift. I, when Cody did the side effect, I should it. <laughs> I've got you the gift of making the biggest match in WrestleMania history even bigger. And if you want this, you've got to go through me. What? Is that, is that a present? They'd already booked it. That's not... So the match isn't He's a gift. He's forgot, hasn't he? He's the match forgot. isn't a gift. The belt isn't a gift. I got you the gift of friendship. You know it's a gift from John Cena because you can't see it. <laughs> Rock says, just bring it. John wishes him a happy birthday and leaves. Whilst Davey Boy Smith Jr., Daniel Bryan, Gail Kim and Tremberet watch on. Jesus. It's just a random selection of people. Hi. Best friends. There they are all, you know. Tremberet and Tamina, they just love hanging out together, those two. Them four now at like a Raw, re- Raw is 35 special. <laughs> would be great, wouldn't it? Is it- Danielson. I mean, there was loads more, but there was David Boy Smith Jr., Daniel Bryan, Gail Kim was there, Tremberetta, like Yoshi Tatsu. Just it's just the most random. You're Natalia. You're come on, you Evan Bourne. You stand there as well. To be fair, there might be a bit of LTST with Bryan and Gail Kim because if you recall, Vince McMahon booked Daniel Bryan to be the object of both Bella's affections because in his mind it was like a girl liking that, and then it's like vegetarian, and he's actually shagging a third one. <laughs> And how was Gail Kim hired? And so on. Yeah. So we go, we go to the comment section, uh, which I thought, you know, should be fine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Surprise, motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, once again, these do not reflect the views of myself, the Daddy Boys, or anyone on What Culture Wrestling. I'm not scared for this. 
Mm. He should be. Um, <laughs> Natalia Williams just says, Ooh, Rock's going to need some disinfectant, lol. Just give it a nice little kiss. It's fine. Dis- Dis- <laughs> the Rock needs to drink bleach. Zave <laughs> uh, Tiger writes, I bet she smells like cheese and mold carpet. <laughs> Just because she's old. No need for that, is there? Um, but you know the fatal mistake I've made here, Sige? Is forgetting that there are women in the background as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, like, when we talk about some of the others, and it's like, uh, and they go like, Oh, here's someone, and then someone in the comments is always like, "Who's that? Who's the Who's the person playing the?" Well, yeah, it's like an actor that they've hired. Yeah, what's the name? And they're obviously done nothing else in their lives, but like, yeah. Um, the name now, I assume they can change this or something because otherwise it's very prescient years in advance to write "acknowledge your tribal chief," but the name <laughs> "acknowledge your tribal chief" writes <laughs> Eve Torres at eighteen seconds. <laughs> And I looked, just pants past her. Pants, you just there chatting to like... What, for 18 seconds? Oh, no, at 18 Literally, it's time-stamped, right. 18 so seconds I couldn't tell in. whether he was talking about, like, how long the camera lingered on it or, like, if that's how long he would last with... Well, it's, it's ironic, that, because he writes, Eve Torres at 18 seconds, I jaked off, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. YouTube, it's very helpful if you ever watch, you know, like, full albums or full live performances where somebody timestamps all the songs. Oh, yeah. Genuinely quite a useful service that somebody goes to trouble of. Is that the case in the WWE Divas wanking community where it's yeah. like, right, time stamps all of these. <laughs> uh, Gail Kim briefly walks. Can be seen in shot with David Boy Smith Jr. Depending on what your cup of tea is. Six seconds. Six seconds. Like, <laughs> just a playlist at the start. But it's, it triggers this, like, series of people. Freeze frame, you can see the May Young's tongue in the rock's mouth. <laughs> uh, Super Cyan writes... It's in reply to the Eve Torres comment, by the way. I don't think it's about Mae Young. She takes Taekwondo and she can dance. What else do I need? <laughs> That's a simple list, isn't it? What he likes. Same yeah. shared hobbies. Yeah. Yeah. And the accountant replies, Yes, Eve, I make you wetter. Shove that ass in my face, baby. <laughs> shared hobbies? <laughs> if she consents. Final <laughs> comment here. I make you wetter, baby. I have a comment, right? Wetter than the previous commenter. I, d- I assume that's what he's... Because of the idea of, like, she's into two of these faceless accounts. <laughs> but the other one, oh, I'm wetter for him. So. <laughs> it's like, the type of... Like, Eve, well, Tor- Eve Torres wetter. I get that, and I get, you know, it's a competition, this comment, isn't it? If The comment section can often be seen as a competition. Yeah. Yeah. So big swings are needed. Um, again, it's just a video of The Rock kissing a young... And it's his birthday, and it's Vicky and Dolph and stuff. Eve Torres is just there, but uh, uh, Searchmaster has uh, decided this is this. If there's a place, if there's a place to really take this swing, this is it. This is the hill. He starts. Oh, oh good God! There might not be a word for her level of heart. <laughs> I'd cut, <laughs> I'd cut off six of my toes for a weekend with her. <laughs> six? <laughs> Does it get a bit? You think you'd make her wear? Well, check this out. I'd cut off six of my toes for a weekend with her. She'd damn sure fall in love with me, unless she found out about the creepy toes I cried. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. 
Trisha would have the whole idea is to get undressed and have sexual intercourse. She'd think, dude, where's your toes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd like, get a strip for me. Okay, fine. Why have you kept your socks on? Take them off. Ah, no! And she's fine about it. She doesn't judge. She's like, so what's the story? Yeah, That's yeah, all I'm asking. Just, what's, just what's the story? Yeah, it doesn't bother it's me. Awesome it's awesome. I'm sexually attracted to your personality. Yeah, it's awesome. Which awesome. apparently is a thing. You see every day. I've been told. I, uh... I, I cut them off myself to sort this weekend out. You're not here of your own volition. Oh. Yeah, I made a deal with the devil. So the <laughs> Bye, con- search master. So the consent thing is a little bit uh, dicey, actually. That's a, shoot, like, that's a shoot partridge bit, isn't it? You know when he does the hypotheticals where he ends up having an argument with the hypothetical person? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> done that. Yes, I can't believe I've got this evening. Oh, no, look what I did for it in my imagination. So uh, thank you to Connor Payne, and congratulations to Nathan Payne and his girlfriend uh, in advance for his birthday, and he's already moved in so on his new house with his missus. Congratulations. Uh, congratulations. So I've got a friend called uh, Chris Payne, and he said that he wanted to name his first daughter Ophelia. <laughs> well played. I like that guy. No, he's a good guy. <laughs> I like that guy. <laughs> Hang on. Wait a second. There's definitely a thing for him. What's his name? Chris Payne. Chris Payne. Hey, 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 hey. You all right. Uh, so after the Bronson Reed ricochet pointless match, uh, Zane is chatting with Owen. He's like, you're getting pretty het up recently. Owen's like, just been months of this bollocks with the bloodline and now Imperium are showing up. I'll be fine in the ring. He says, don't worry about it. Pierce is on the phone. Uh, he made the tag title match official. And then Ricochet appeared and then requested a rematch against Bronson Reed next week. He said, I'm sorry, Bronson Reed's already got a match scheduled for next week against Nakamura. And I'm thinking Ricochet's going to interfere. Yep. Nakamura shows up. Ricochet's like, what's your bloody problem? What's your bloody problem? Don't get involved again. Uh, Nakamura said, I'll succeed where you failed uh, and you can have him when I'm done with him. What is going on here? It's the worst storyline in wrestling, this. Like by some, like, Matt Hardy obviously is the worst always. And we've be- not had to review any of it up until this point through skips. Yeah. <laughs> and it's still that bad. I've got a feeling it's going to be the same next week. <laughs> Stunningly predictable. Utterly pointless. Who's the heel? Who's the baby face? The one thing that particularly Ricochet is good at is just wrestling and you're depriving the crowd of that. So you're basically undermining the whole maximize the positives, hide the negatives philosophy. It's every kind of like bad and wrong. What are the? D- what is it? I really miss Braun Strowman, and I bet Ricochet does too. Mm. That's what this leaves me thinking. Oh, this clearly wasn't in the plans. Make new and better plans. <laughs> Imagine right when they WWE present to you this facade of where the best we make compelling content that engages millions of audiences from the market leader, and you go. To like have an interview as a writer, and you say, "Oh, what's your big pitch? What's your big idea? How are you going to put? Uh, how are you going to put smiles on people's faces?" And you think, "Oh, there's three of them, right? Do like three matches, and they're all interfere, and they're all end in DQ, and then you do like the triple threat." Just imagine someone's mind being blown at that. <laughs> you got the job. <laughs> I am, uh, what? It's meant to be the market leader. I'm told over and over again that he's cooking. The thing I don't get is they do know Bronson Reed's not in Money in the Bank, don't they? Because, yeah. like, he's probably going to win the dribble threat. And then what? Ricochet is in it. Yeah. Yeah. Nakamura's in it. Nakamura's qualified, yeah. Uh, is this that 
Well, we're giving Bronson Reed the, this is the real quiz, despite what Becky Lynch said earlier in the show. The power isn't the world title, nor is the power of the briefcase. The power is who wins this triple threat story. And that's Bronson Reed. Or is it going to be, oh, Ricochet's got his fingertips on the briefcase. Oh, no, here's Bronson Reed to tip the ladder over. Yeah, could see that. Or Bronson injuring one of them out of the match and taking their place because Adam Pearce just is too late to put anybody else in. You've only in. got one heel in there, right? Imagine, now. like, you're just ca- we're casually discussing outcomes. Can you imagine being jazzed about it? <laughs> no. no. No, I couldn't. Yeah, that's you saying it. That's me. Yeah. That is you saying it. Uh, Finn Balor comes out, calls out Seth Rollins. Uh, get your ass out of here. And here comes what did Seth. He say? Hmm? Get your ass out of here. Thank you. Uh, so here comes Seth Rollins. Seth <laughs> Rollins! And the crowd obviously sing his song. Uh <laughs> Balor says, I've been, I've been waiting seven years to say this. I'm not waiting another second. You people better shut up. And they didn't. They just kept singing. Kind of got through him a little bit, I felt like. I felt like Rollins almost was. Such went. obnoxious arseholes. Apart from the ones that I met in Cardiff. <laughs> no, I've met so many nice wrestling fans over the past two trips I've made. Mm. But the general uh, fan, the ones who I've not met, just this is so obnoxious. He's trying to... What? Oh, God. What? <laughs> this is better than what? This is... They love doing... Well, they don't love much, but they love doing this. This happens every week. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm mixed on this. Like, I think it's... get Like, shower Seth in it. It's a really cool thing. It makes one of your stars actually feel like a star. It proves that something has worked, and he's gotten this strange thing over to an extent. And I don't know. I think I'm a little bit on the side of... Like... Finn Balor's got to work his way through it. Mm. Wrestlers should work their way. Yeah, this should be part of Seth's like way to get in your head ahead of the match. He's like, well, you're not just fighting me, you're fighting this. Yeah. I've got this groundswell of momentum and people love it. You've got to deal with this as well. But the promo that like Triple H has obviously got a bit of a stiffy for this like seven years ago, you injured Stiffy me, is such a good word. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like he's, yeah. he's trying to give all his NXT boys a bit of a second chance because clearly when... Finn got injured in this match. His cards are marked with Vince. Oof, yeah. Cards aren't marked with me, and they never were. We're going to do this. But it's like, in the meantime, a very, very Vince thing has gotten over us out, and you've got to compete with that. Stiffy, the best use of it in school. I might have told the story before. There was a lad called Eggy, <laughs> because his name was James Lay. Good. <laughs> really good, good work. Yeah. Well, it wasn't me who coined it, but... <laughs> so it was one of those where... He was called out. Was <laughs> that's, called, a, that's a really great nickname. He was called out in class to like write something on the whiteboard <laughs> and whatever, and he just went, no. Oh. And it was in year 10, like 14 to 15. Everyone knew exactly. And so went, oh, Eggie's got a stiff And he did, because he did not stand yeah, up. He, he couldn't have just stood up and went, no, I haven't. Thanks to rights. My, my mate uh, Martin called the phenomenon of like when, like, because they uh, like lots of like bumpy roads on the way to school in this little village he lived in. Bus Dick, where he, <laughs> co- he couldn't be, <laughs> he couldn't be the first to stand up because he'd gotten Bus Dick. Lot of uh, bumpy roads and speed bumps. I need a minute. Not the mic. Sorry. It's all right. Finn Balor talks about being the first. 
draw seven years ago, beating Roman Reigns at the same night, beating Rollins to become universal champion. Uh, Rollins, again, the crowd keeps singing, it's all getting lost, this, so Rollins sort of talks, so they shut up, and then the moment Balasol's on, they're like, oh, dancing again. Uh... Said it should have been the highest of highs for him seven years ago, but it was the lowest lows because of you. Torn bicep, torn pec, fractured eye socket. Look, I'm not mad about the injury. This is a tough business. Sorry, this is a tough business. Um, but you took everything from me. You took my momentum. You took years off my career. Why didn't you do it after then? You took it all. You just come back. It's such terrible storytelling. Happy yes. smiley. And then that, that, it was one of my earliest, earliest memories of what culture that. I was like, oh, cool. Finn Balor getting a, you know, Victory over Kane to get back on track. Oh, no, Kane's beating him. <laughs> what year is it? Quick trivia. We know all this crack. They're going to have the title match, Finn. Yeah. It's time to play the game! Time to play, time the, to game. play the game! <laughs> <sighs> so we were podcasting so when... We were having a nice time at the party. So obviously she'd be invited. He bought her a house, didn't he? He did. Yeah. <laughs> To me, it's the life of the party. <laughs> <laughs> drink shadow house on party. They're just normal drink and a bunch of colleagues not speaking to each other. Karaoke, is it? I'm all right. <laughs> right. Finn Balor, we were doing podcasts at the time when Finn Balor returned from this injury. And a regular complaint of ours was like, he's not mentioning the universal title that he'd never lost. Like this, the whole, he just never given any agency. Can you remember when he finally got the title match and who it was against? Well, the Universal. The Universal. He had to wait a long time, and then he was very upfront about it. He says, I want it now, and I deserve it. And this babyface, new champion, said, yes. But then things broke down. Three. No, not three. Roman? It was Roman. And can you remember that I was writing about this in a list the other day? Can you remember the circumstances of this? Because I've forgotten how absolutely garbage this was. So Roman, remember when he beat Brock, and they shot him from a very low angle, so he couldn't see the people leaving the building? (laughs) It was like, Roman's (laughs) finally won the title. Everything's fine. He gives Balor a shot the next night, and it's like, cool. Like, Balor has finally got his universal title match. They're fighting. I think it's a double down. And then Money in the Bank winner, fresh off winning his bullying storyline with Kevin Owens, Braun Strowman comes out. He's a babyface, despite being a bullying all summer and trapping Kevin Owens in a toilet, right? And Braun's like, cashing, and the fans are going banana because they didn't even really want Roman to win last night. It's still... 2018 babyface Roman, and I can't believe it. It's like, here we go. It's sorry, Finn, get out of the Like, the, it's time for Braun and Roman. And then Braun doesn't get a cash in because the babyface unit of all time, the shield, yeah, reform. the shield beat him up, didn't they? And nobody knows what to think. It's like, we love the shield. We really want Roman to lose. I'm just really unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> and then Braun's like, oh, I'm so mad. I'll take you on in a hell in a cell with three weeks' notice, which was thrown out. Okay, so this was just, was this just after um, Brock threw the briefcase into the sun? It would have been that SummerSlam when he launched it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think what I hate most about WWE is how clever they think they are yeah. <laughs> when they are not. They probably thought, "Oh man, remember the history? We should really take the story in that direction." What about the last seven years? <laughs> <laughs> Drives me insane. Like Finn and Seth have kind of feuded, or at least um, they've had a three-way with the Miz at WrestleMania. Yeah, in a continental title. So the the could have got brought up, up and down, and up did. and down. It didn't, or it did, and then they're doing it again and. What I love about AEW to this day is the everything that has happened matters and we're not going to lose sight of that because it's narratively inconvenient mm. to do so. Or I can pick that back up whenever, make a story out of that. They just don't do that. Mm. Like look at someone like um Trent Barretta and Wheeler. Just never gets the equivalent would be if instead of having on off matches 
with uh, between the Blackpool Combat Club and the Best Friends and the Best Amigos, and they did it last year as well. If in like four years I decide, right, okay, what can we do for the Dynamite main event? Ah, oh, eh. Uh, Real versus Trent for Collision this week or Rampage this week. Okay. Then it never gets touched. In four years, you pick them over me. That's gnawed at me for four years. I had, you know, 208 weeks <laughs> to bring this up. Um, I didn't. It's such fake rubbish. And there are loser morons on Twitter who will be saying, oh, my God, the story, the history. <laughs> you're, the, you're an idiot and you deserve to um, – you don't deserve to be on Twitter – should pass some kind of uh, a test. You should do some kind of test to not be. Uh, are you as thick as? F <laughs> that could be the test to get. That's that's there. the test. Are you as thick as? F <laughs> that was a working oh, no. title. To are you smarter than a ten year old? <laughs> I was just thinking that. I'm too thick. Are you thick as? F Sorry about that. They're they're close together, so it's easier for them. Yeah, is my understanding. Yeah, yeah. So are you as thick? Oh, I'm as thick as. F I can't go on Twitter. <laughs> right. Okay. It might be reasonable now. Yeah. I suppose they are, they are building in the law of the buckle bomb as they have done for the previous weeks. Yeah, well, it's going to be... the only excuse I'd, I'd give for it. There'll be some shoulder selling. There'll be some screaming down the lens by one of them. Like be, uh, oh, my God. He's going to hit a buckle bomb and lash itself. Yeah. <laughs> Just like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, Do you remember when it was like buckle bomb? Jesus Christ, that's the most like devastating move. Like, it's it, you know ended Sting's career. It's ruined Finn Balor's establishment. Oh, um, uh, Roman just bounces off and hits the Superman punch. Do you remember yeah. that? Aye. Oh, fine. Superman punch. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, why Why isn't he getting over? I'm stronger than ever, if yeah, anything. That's actually improved it. Yeah. It's Randy Savage's Pop reviving elbow. Yeah, made yeah. Um, yeah, I was. I had an AEW comparison for this as well. I can't think of one of the examples, but remember sometimes when Tony Khan would book on a Dynamite or a Rampage, a match that, like, it's a little bit fan-wank, but he's a fan, and he's got the opportunity to do this, and he's like... Moxley... What's that example? Because I couldn't think of what it was, but it was recent. Moxley Nagata. Yes, that one. Like, where it's just, oh, well, there's all of these reasons for this. And he's a United States champion. He defends the belt. But, like, or, like, a, a dream match that, would like, took place in Ring of Honor in 2004, and fans know that every, like, fans, hardcore fans know that these two have always hated each other, and now it's on Dynamite. This is so weird and random. And then you'll get a little video package that a fan will put together on Twitter that'll get you kind of up to speed. And then... And I'll share him, right? Who made this? Losers get on there with a quote tweet and be like, this is the problem with AW, there's no story. This promo is what they think yeah. story is. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, now it's happening at the O2, but do you know what? It's not random. Check this out on uh, Peacock called Summer Sam 2016. Heard of it much? <laughs> like, this is what they think <laughs> replaces. Yeah, epic source. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he, Rollins basically accepts Balor's challenge to a match at Money in the Bank for the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, and Rollins says, I just wonder which version of you is going to show up. The bitter shell of a form. I did like the one of us got bitter, one of us got better line. I'll give him that. Mm -hmm. That was a nice touch. That's, uh, yeah, that's such a dog. An actual dog with a tennis ball getting thrown over there. Hey, uh, hey check this out. Change the vowel. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> it, changes, it actually changes the entire meaning of the word. <laughs> and it fits into the story, actually. <laughs> one of us got beer. One of us got butter. <laughs> Rollins has to make his own new thing. Like I can't believe it's not butter. Man. <laughs> one of us got beer. One of us got butter. That's why I'm in a chip shop. So <laughs> no. Where's Finn Balor's abs gone? He eats chips now. That's his game. We don't make the rules. <laughs> like. <laughs> anyway, 
Anyway, so uh, <laughs> thin butter. Thin. That's already on fish. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> thin and chips. <laughs> he's a cat and now he's a fish. That's how that's the move from NXT to the main roster. He used to be the predator, now he's the prey. <laughs> Who's going to show up? The uh, bitter shell of a former champion. Uh, he doesn't stand a chance, but the baller that beat me with one arm, he got a shot. Uh, <laughs> the baller that beat me with no arms. <laughs> uh, I hope we get that version of baller rather than the one who's been walking around for seven years acting like a little bitch and then drops an mic and walks off. Seth Rollins is going to get attacked and it's going to be JD McDonough, isn't it? It's not going to help him. He's not going to lose a title. But like, Seth Rollins not put in open challenge for next week's Raw. Yes. JD McDonough. That's not bad. It's to not weaken him. I mean, it's bad because JD McDonough. Breaker, unfortunately. But in terms yeah. of story, it's not uh, bad. Yeah. Right, he's going to go down to NXT tonight. We'll talk about it. I'll soften him up for you. I'll then... soften him up for you and I'll quite enjoy it while I do it. Because <laughs> 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 I don't know if you know what I like to pay. Ilya, how do you feel about pain? <laughs> really entertaining. <laughs> TikTok is almost NXT o'clock. Shayna Baszler beat Raquel Rodriguez. Anything you want to say about this? Zilch. Rousey Nothing. distracted her and Escape. helped with <laughs> help with a pinfall. Uh, there was a nice video, um, a tribute to, to the Iron Sheik. A nice ovation for him. And then it was uh, Chad Gable versus Eric. Um, Maxine Dupree has got a new sort of Alpha Academy uh, outfit. Uh, Gable hit a diving headbutt. I know he said, nice to see you using your head, coach. Uh, and then Valhalla sprinted at Dupree, who sidestepped her and nailed her with a hip toss, which if you actually were concentrating earlier on, little breadcrumbs for this, um, that's what Gable was teaching her in the background. That so. little skit was pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah. Chad Gable, it's always the case with Gable, isn't it? He's got Force of Wilborn in WWE. Yeah. But he's like, when he's doing the arm drive, he's like, no, deep, go deep. <laughs> As if he's like got a Ricky Steamboat in the chamber. And Gable used this to uh, get a sunset flip into a cradle. One, two, three. I thought that they'd got it the wrong way around. Not having noticed joining the maximum male models this Pretty good, actually, as far as very, very low Do card. Do not repackage the maximum male models, though, no. WWE. Jesus Christ, what are you thinking? That's from the rumour today. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're awesome. They're awesome. They're one of the They're mildly amusing in the joke wore, wore off. They're one of the best WWE.com exclusives ever. They made Byron Saxton interesting. They did have a good and, one, and Hasn't Paul Marseille been through enough? Huh? He's not very talented. Uh, What's his favourite match? Uh, probably when the one where they got beat. That one. Main event time? Nope. Balor chatting with JD McDonough in the back. We've seen this. We've talked about this. Uh, there's problems for the Judgment Day, basically. Problems are mounting. Yes. Uh, he says says to Finn, just Damien Priest, finish the job. I don't know why he's Irish now. <laughs> finish the job. Finn, money in the bank. Seth's in, his, in your head and he's causing issues for the group. You know. Get a child done. Um, Kathy Kelly interviews Seth Rollins. She asks if he's prepared for a bitter Finn Balor. Uh, and he says he's prepared and as confident as someone can be. Just wondered if Balor's prepared for him. Uh, and he issues, yeah, the open challenge for next week. So not only have we got that, not only have we got Shinsuke Nakamura versus Bronson Reed, Logan Paul's returning. Yeah! Best. Uh, main event time Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Gunther and Ludwig Kaiser. Tag team titles on the line. 
Uh, Gunther powers Sammy into the corner to start, but uh, Sammy manages to knock into the outside and hits that big running flip dive to take us to a break. Uh, when we come back, Zane's in trouble, but he fights off both of them. Um, but Gunther, who doesn't realise, has tagged himself in and he just levels him with a boot and also kicks Owens off the apron. Gunther drops Zane onto the apron, and that takes us to another break. Uh, when we come back, the crowd's actually hot. Uh, Sunset flips it out, powerbomb for uh, Sammy Zane immediately at the break. Owens gets the hot tag, beats up Gunther, uh, clotheslines, sent on, exploder suplex, super kick, cannonball, sent on bomb. That gets a two count, but uh, then Gunther blocks a stunner and hits a big boot. Um, Zane and Kaiser come in. Zane hits Kaiser with an exploder in the corner. Uh, and then he goes to the outside with Gunther and ducks a chop. And Gunther chops the ring post. Missed a trick there, and the ring post just splitting in half from <laughs> Gunther chop. Um, Kaiser blocks the blue thunderbomb, hits a rolling fireman's carry, and takes out Owens with a suicide dive. Gunther takes Sami Zayn's fucking head off with a clothesline. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I genuinely thought, oh, okay, they're switching the tag titles, apparently. because yeah, he's retained the Intercontinental title on massive stages twice with it. Yeah. Because he's unbelievable. That only gets a near fall, though. Another clothesline only gets a near fall. Imperium, if I decide to hit the Imperial bomb, Owens breaks up the cover by pushing Gunther into Kaiser, though. Um, Kaiser posts Owens. This brings out Riddle, surrounded by referees and the like. Gunther takes him out, but Owens hits Gunther with a DDT on the ramp. And then Sami Zayn... Hits Ludwig Kaiser with a blue thunderbomb to get the one, two, three. Very rare that that works. Only if you name AJ Styles, apparently. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens retain, and they celebrate to close out this show. Great main event. Loved it. Um, Gunther and Orange Cassidy are the best, and I can't decide which one I like more, because Orange Cassidy's like probably had more entertaining matches, but Gunther's parameters are way stricter, and it's it's harder for him to do what he's doing and make such magic as he's doing here. That near fall off that clothesline was absolutely fantastic. He should not like one thing we didn't talk about in the preview about this match was the idea that like Imperium could win, and yesterday the titles weren't even on the line. Yeah, and they were here, and I was all in. I was like, wow, they're going to double strap Gunther ahead of him breaking the title record just to see what it looks like. Treble strapping, if anything, still too low. Um, so they had me there completely. The Blue Thunderbomb was a really nice finish because he does have to beat, like, it's this AJ Styles thing, which is nice law, but you've got to beat people with it sometimes to make their near fall mean something. Uh, I can't not comment on the crowd because they just make you hate because the wrestlers, in a lot of cases, deserve better, and they really did here. I thought the Gunther, uh, as a tag team wrestler, reminds me of Roman Reigns working with Solo. He's that dominant and is to be feared when he's in there because he's the guy that can be the difference maker, but it's not with grandstanding. It's with kicking ass and being yeah. awesome. I thought the build to the hot tag was fantastic and should have been better received than it was. They did come up for it, like, but it's very much, so just point this out a million times, it's coming up for a finish more than it was the flow of the match. Yeah. They smelt that and it was like, right, I should care now. It's like, you're allowed to just let yourself go throughout the whole yeah. thing. That's what they're working for. Yet again, like Gunther and Kevin Owens, I think have got a really special kind of chemistry as well they both have that ability to wrestle like heavyweights while also making you forget that they're bigger guys and i think that's something that few people have as well as them too like I w- brian cage is kind of one of them guys too but i mm. think these take it to the next level love watching them two together i had so much fun with this i'm almost sad that imperium have lost too much to really be realistic challengers because i'd have another couple of goals at this i was uh, really good but when i do my thunderdome made flesh thing it's not just <laughs> it's true. There is, and I got, and I'm 
understand that there's a difference between the premium live events and the television audiences. WrestleMania 39 kicked ass, mm. right? Backlash was class. Money in the Bank will be class because even if it's the style of wrestling that you've seen before, and you'll know exactly what to expect, and it's that WWE energy. You just in pace. You, you, it will be great because the fans will come up for it. There's such a thing now on WWE television that it's, it's WWE good. It's, it's, like it's always bittersweet because you never get a totally rambunctious, up-for-it crowd going mental. And it's the same as the pandemic. Genuinely, when those when it was the Thunderdome, the Empty Performance Centre, Daly's Place, it was, oh, that match is great. Ah, mm. Only there were fans in attendance for it. <laughs> like... I got into such a zone because it went on forever where I was like, oh, that was just great. That's what the new great is. That's just what the new great is. But even so, like, when you weren't in this stay, stage of denial, because you kind of did because you had to accept this was the new normal. It was like, oh, just this is what greatness is. Now I'm completely accustomed to what this is. There was still always, like, the odd match where you thought of. Imagine if there was a crowd for that. Like, imagine. Mm. And now I'm th- like, it capacity crowd WWE shows have that exact same feeling and take. Ah, bittersweet because it was really good work. Really, there's a bit when they got the crowd, and then for the hot tag they went banana mm. when Kevin Owens got in that ring. Then Gunther started bumping. Now you ingrate. <laughs> Gunther, Gunther doesn't really bump. No, he doesn't. He staggers around and he does these tricks and he's, he makes it seem like you've actually done something to take him off his feet. Much less get a near fall. Much less beat him. That's the layers with which he works. And he's bumping. It's Gunther. He's bumping. <laughs> and you're not getting it. Uh, great. <laughs> what are you doing? It's, you know. No, did he, did I swear that? I'll, che- I'll check it. You fucking ingrate. It's sad to think that. Gunther! There's not, with the wrestlers of the quality of a Gunther, of a Kevin Owens, there's others, that you're probably never going to have a WWE match of the year come from Raw SmackDown because there's enough. Yeah. Great wrestlers and great matches, potentially great matches, but typically you end up leaning on the pay per views because the audience are an important. Or NXT, yeah. The audience are an important part of it. And there's just, it's hard to imagine a TV show getting up for stuff in the way they're supposed to that just elevates that match that little yeah. bit further to being that thing that at the end of the year you're going, ah, that was one of the just best. Just do every Roar and SmackDown in Puerto Rico. Problem solved. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> and so there's a solution. <laughs> Uh, right, well, let us know your thoughts on Monday Night Raw on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch they can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at... Michael Hamflet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. If you like the uh, the rock joke from earlier, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam Wilborn. More of that sort of thing. Uh, follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. Make sure you subscribe to what Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Myself, the Dadly Boys, uh, and Stax will be here later on to preview... NXT. Uh, but for now, it's been the Raw Review. My thanks to the Daddy Boys. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.